Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Equalizer 3. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me are my fellow CIA assassins. It's Anthony. Hello. And it's Shabazz. Hey, how are you guys doing out there? Oh, you sound you're such a friendly assassin, Shabazz. But I'm like also that. like there's there's a little bit of like a like a suspicious tone to my my hello. It's like, oh, he, mm. I don't like that. Now, that he said that now way. you're making me feel suspicious of your tone. <laughs> you know what? Always, I could be undercover. You talk. Undercover. That's true. You you decided let me get into the podcasting worlds. Yeah. because uh, no one will ever assume anything no. of podcasters. No, they don't even pay attention to us. I think I think that's how it goes. Uh, Anthony, I would love for you to start us off. How are you doing today? I am. You know, this morning was uh, quite hectic. My mic stopped working, and um, I was scared that I wasn't be wouldn't be able to record today. But here we are. I fixed it. We got it done. I did some MacGyvering and some equalizing at Best Buy. Oh, you did oh, some equalizing are dead oh, at Best go. Buy now, eh? Man. You know, <laughs> they they didn't want to help me, so you know, you got to equalize. That's, that's, you know, I got. <laughs> oh, I have another use of this XLR cable. You know, if no one else is going to help me, um, and it's just to, you know, I guess to tie people like hog tie people like in yes. Red Dead. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that. that's what I meant. That's yeah, what I, meant. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I came in with a on a horse swinging an XLR cable to, <laughs> to get it fixed. Shabazz, how are you doing today, though? Oh man, so good. Uh, went to go watch Gran Turismo or Turismo, depending on where you're located. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great film. We have a review up for it. We have uh, some interviews coming out for it, so or already out for it. I'm not sure when this is coming out. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, definitely go check all that stuff out because it's such a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It is. It is such a fun movie, and it's another Sony movie. And I want to say thank you to our friends at Sony Pictures Canada for not only inviting us, obviously, to watch Grand Torino. Oh, my God. I was going to say Grand Torino. Grand Turismo. <laughs> Grand Torino. For doing a really cool interview that will be coming out later this week on the movie podcast feed. Uh, but we also have some interviews happening for this very movie, which is The Equalizer, which is releasing on September 1st. Again, thank you to our friends at Sony Pictures Canada for inviting us to watch the film. Uh, we have lots of thoughts. We have all of that coming very soon. But this is the movie podcast. You can catch brand new episodes all throughout the week with new interviews and reviews and all the latest movies and series. You know, if you're a fan of the movie podcast and you follow us on socials like you should at the movie podcast on all social media platforms, we did something really, really cool this weekend. And that was a live show with one of our favorites, Jay McCarroll, who is uh, a legend uh, in, you know, just the the world of TV and movies and just in Canadian and Canadiana. And when you look at Nirvana, the band, the show and how that is just, you know, I think taking over the world and especially here in, in Canada and the States of just like these two guys who just started off making web videos. And now here they are making, you know, incredible movies together and shows together. Uh, we had such a great time with him on our live show at fan expo. So if you were one of the lucky audience members who was there, Thank you for coming out. We had such an incredible time doing a live show. And anyone who saw us on the floor at Fan Expo and got movie podcast pins or we we're giving out movies, you know, it's um, it, it's one of those things that when you're out in the wild and you you get to see, you know, the, the listeners who are, you know, loyal listeners of the show and just fans of what we do and what Jay does. It's such an amazing experience. And I think, you know, for speaking for all three of us, but please, guys, I'd love for you to jump in. Uh, how did Fan Expo feel for you guys this weekend? I mean, you know, we, we've been going every year and, and 
at Comic-Con, which was earlier in March this year, we had a chance to have another live show with um, Eric Bauza and the team over at Sonar. And going into this one, we kind of knew that, okay, Fan Expo is really like the big daddy of all these things. Like it's like where everyone shows up, all the celebs are there. We're also now really outside of COVID, so everything should feel 100% normal. And uh, it was it was interesting, man. It was such a fun experience. We got to do it Friday during the day and... Yeah, what what an absolute blast that was! I had so much fun. Like they, Jay is such a great person. We got. I, I felt like, you know, you know, when you're when you're doing a panel, like you're almost kind of like, oh, I know what the answers are going to be. But I was so much a part of the audience while talking to him because he had so many great things to say. Yeah, that I was <laughs> like, wow, this is a away. great episode. I want yeah. I'm going to sit here and listen to this. I'm going to subscribe yeah. to these guys after. But no, it was such a blast, <laughs> and it was it was nice and busy at Fan Expo, which can get really overwhelming. Uh, yeah. but it was a great time. It was Anthony. How about for yourself? You, it was one of. It felt like one of those, you know, NBA after the game type of feelings yeah. where you know <laughs> the, pre- the, the press, the press cover, because it just <laughs> like you had these spotlights on you and you're like under the pressure and mm-hmm. I'm nervous as hell going into this this just a simple conversation, but it's just a lot of like pressure when it comes to like a the the lights and the cameras the backdrops and you're on this pedestal of sorts like you're on this table it's higher than the the people it just felt like you're on stage so yeah i know it's a, it was a crazy feeling it was a great feeling it was a fun experience um fan expo my gosh there were so many people this year i've never felt as hot and as uh, <laughs> sardined in my life and i think that's yeah. an experience that you can only get in toronto it's yeah. true. And you know, and it's it's back to the old days. It really is back to the before times. Uh, but it's such a safe place as well, too, because you, again, you're surrounded by a bunch of nerds and geeks of of all different factions. So it's it's a huge community of just people who just want to celebrate the things that they love. And if you weren't able to join us on Friday at our live show, don't worry. The video version of our conversation is out now on youtube and you can get the audio version on all podcast feeds so make sure you listen to that it was a really great conversation and i think it's a really great uh, two-parter with our uh, blackberry interview and then you follow that up with this jay mccarroll chaser it's a really great combination of uh, of interviews that you don't want to miss here on the movie podcast so check those out we'll have clips running on our socials as well too but you got to hear the full conversation but today is all about The Equalizer 3, which stars, of course, Denzel Washington. And making their, you know, on-screen return together is Dakota Fanning, which they have not been in a movie together since, is it Man on Fire? Man on Man on Fire, yeah. Man on Fire all those years ago. So we're getting the... We're getting them back together after all of these years. Like I said, it is releasing in theaters on September 2nd. So be sure to check it out if you are uh, an equalizer head or an equalizer. I guess like it's already equalizer. You're already, you're so. already an equalizer, yeah. You you an equalizer? Go watch it. Yeah. You know, but uh, Anthony, start us off. Give us your first reactions to The Equalizer 3. So just a little bit of history with the equalizer. I don't have a history with the equalizer. I Okay. <laughs> I, I know there was a one and a two, and here we are with three. But yeah, I, I remember the first one, Denzel Washington, like the equalizer, he was working at like a hardware store or like a Home Depot. And I remember there was like this huge battle at the end. And then I remember the second one where he was with Pedro Pascal. And then I can't really pinpoint the, the 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 arc of those stories but i just know that this guy's a badass dude he pretty much is the john wick 
of his universe. And going into the third equalizer, the pacing of it just very, it felt very much like if you've ever played the game Hitman, it felt very much like if Hitman, the character, you know, the guy, the ball guy with the barcode on the back, Agent 47, uh, mm-hmm. Agent 47, he retired in Italy. And I, I'm playing, and again, I'm not a big Hitman gamer and player. But I remember Anthony's like, let me tell you about my history with Hitman. I don't have a history. <laughs> don't even with know Hitman. what it is. <laughs> but Hitman, uh, the one thing I remember from the Hitman is a lot of mafia, a lot of like mm-hmm. going to Sicily, going to Italy, and just this peaceful calmness to his character, matching with the peaceful calmness of you know living on an island or being stuck in a the mountainside with these beautiful homes being taking place in this environment. So it, it gave me that vibe. And because Denzel Washington is so good at whatever he does, he plays the equalizer so well that you just, I got this vibe of, well, this is what like agent 47 would have been like if he just retired. And that's what it kind of gave me like this vibe of, of equalizer is here's a dude who really doesn't want to do this anymore, but it's, place in a situation where he likes where he is and who doesn't like where he is like if you were yeah if you're on the mountainside south of italy south of italy and you're just in this small town not a lot of people just living your life yeah you want to kind of stay there and retire um the issue that i experienced with uh with the equalizer is why why did he want to do this how did how he got there in the first place that part of the story is where i kind of got lost or disconnected it wasn't a strong enough buy-in for me to to feel like you know what it makes sense that he was there and you'll learn why he's there at the end but you're just wondering like but that's that's such a weird part of the story to tell to get him into this situation because it yeah, becomes it's not like a it's not a, a big enough payoff like you were saying it's right? not like, oh, the, okay the, sure okay. the buildup isn't there and so when you kind of realize why he was there you're just kind of like mm, I, I wish there was more to his character and i feel like there is more to his character i feel like there, there could be more but antoine fuqua directed this story in such a way that i i forgot it was even an antoine fuqua film it was I thought it was directed by a European director because it's just this slow paced melodic feel. You got like really beautiful establishing shots of the mountains of Italy and the city in itself and just the culture that's there. And then you drive in this, I guess this, I, I, I I'm hesitant to say it, but like Denzel Washington's equalizer is almost like a serial killer in a sense. I don't know if you got <laughs> the like vibe. He's like a Terminator. He's he like kinda, a Terminator. He kind of is. Like where John Wick is very stoic and he and he kind of he does you know he's going to kill a bunch of people, but he just one bullet next. Denzel Washington, yes, he's stoic, but he's also vocal. Like he'll he'll come out of the the city square and tell everyone, you know, I'm not going to do this now, but eventually he will toy with you and hunt yeah. you down. And there's a little bit of like this weird Dexter slash uh, vibe to him as well, where you're just wondering, holy crap, because the murders and the kills in this equalizer are some of the gruesome that I've ever seen. And, and just remembering from the, the sequences from the first two movies, this one has yeah. some brutal kills and some interesting kills. And I, I, there are certain se- sequences I really liked about it. 
But yeah, yeah like, I, I think I could really quickly, Anthony, just to your point there, because you mentioned that it feels like Anton Fuqua didn't direct this movie in the sense like there's a different feel, a different theme entirely to the Equalizer 3. And it definitely does feel like a European director came in and brought that sensibility to it because it has like this grittier feel where, yeah, like the first Equalizer had some pretty brutal moments with Denzel, I think, in, like in the restaurants and, you know, with the, the corkscrew and, and the moments like that. But there was almost uh, a tone in the first Equalizer where that felt more natural of what the events were going to and leading up to that, right? Where in Equalizer 3, because it's such a, like, it's again, it's such a beautiful uh, environment that we're in, but it's also a little dark and it's a little bit more like brooding that like there, these moments feel a lot more like he's enjoying the murder more. And it makes you feel like, oh, wow, he's murdering these people where before it feels like, oh, he's taking these bad guys down. Yeah. Like right? he was it's like, it's almost like it's striking a different tone between the two. Exactly. Like I, I just feel like the first one from what I remember, it was more of like a, a reaction and protection well this one is right. more of like a a hunting ground like he's hunting these these uh bad guys down so but overall like it's just the story is what really i couldn't buy into it i couldn't buy into the the relationship between uh denzel washington and dakota fanning and, and nothing against dakota fanning but i just don't think her character was written written in a way where she actually could give a really good performance she she was just written in such a dry like sandpaper like just there she is she's an agent and that's all that it there's nothing emotionally connecting the two together so when you have this buy-in of oh this is the first time they've ever they've acted since man on fire you expect you want to have like this emotional connection between the two and they're just very disconnected it almost felt like you don't even their, realize their chemistry was just not there yeah, you don't yeah. even realize like, oh, wow, it's been that long since they've acted together. And that was such a big pivotal role for the for them both. That When you come back to it now, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I guess like it, it didn't really affect it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's kind of where I'm at with it, too, Anthony. Like, I think the cinematography was absolutely gorgeous in this film. You know, we're getting a year where I feel like every other movie is set in Italy now like yeah. italy was really given those tax breaks out for for movies to shoot there because it's like every single big film it's like hey let's go shoot in italy and i love it i love seeing it because it always just like photographs beautifully in any movie that you're in like you're like wow this this looks so like just serene um but i really do love denzel as you know this character of the equalizer and i think you know this is being marketed as you know his final chapter um it didn't feel like that as much as i'm like i think there's so much room to tell more stories within the equalizer worlds and i really think what works the strongest in the equalizer films is that sense of this guy you know fighting for that community and it's a little bit harder this time around because you're like you're you're getting to know all of these characters that are because uh, he's the outsider, right? He's not the one from there, so he's really trying to connect with these people in the in the, in this community in Italy. And it's nice when you see those moments of like, yeah, he's going to help them, he's going to stand up for them, and then you kind of balance that with just the 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 murder <laughs> of this so many people. And again, I know they're bad guys and the the, the mob in the movie, and he's taking them down because they're threatening their livelihood. It's just an interesting battle of tones, I think, that Equalizer Three struggles with, where Denzel is fantastic. He's he's great. He's very brooding but he's also methodical and i love seeing that performance within him 
but that's also like a tone that it struggles with where it also wants to be lighthearted community man who wants to help people so it's a, it's an interesting balance shabazz i'd love for you to jump in and give us your thoughts on on the tone balance and also just your thoughts on the movie yeah i mean the, the tone balance is definitely something that i feel was a bit of a struggle in this movie i also you know when this movie starts and this is not a spoiler when this movie starts it really feels like that that first opening 10 minutes of this film is like the ending of the movie so i was like oh and i kept thinking like oh we're we're seeing the ending because it felt like such a big moment in this movie very violent uh very final kill kind of a moment yeah and then the scene that occurs in it i'm like oh now i get why this is the final chapter of equalizer three then we find out that that's actually the beginning of the film and it's yeah continues no forward. cutting 24 hours yeah, earlier or anything something like, like that, that. Yeah. but it, the movie picks up from there that i was i felt like i kind of came in in the middle of a movie and i was like oh okay and i found it even stranger than when we get to this town in italy all these people just want to get to know roberto and i don't get why i didn't know what he was doing that was so interesting for them to want to be involved in his life like he i mean really you can just call him robert man unless unless roberto. you're from the south, south uh, roberto unless you're from the south of italy then it was okay. just but it was just it <laughs> was weird because like all he would do was go to a cafe drink coffee and everyone was interested in his business they were always like what did you used to do back home and it's like why do you care like like what has he done that is so interesting for you to be involved. It, it really was a forced way of having him in this community. And it never felt natural. All these characters that really wanted something to do just felt forced. The introduction of Dakota Fanning also kind of just felt forced. The main bad guy at the very end, like the, the big baddie, never also felt like the equal foe to the equalizer. It never felt like, okay, this is the final chapter. This is what we're saving up for. He's meeting his match. He's meeting his match, exactly. It never happens. We also didn't ever really get one of those slowdown moments that we got in the first one, the second one of like, okay, uh, I got eight seconds when I click my clock and then I, I'm going to plan this methodically out. No, it's like he hits the clock and then just starts killing right away and it's super gruesome. And that's where it really feels like it's a whole new director because it feels like, okay, we're, we're tossing out some of the staples of the franchise and kind of throwing in something else. There's a slowness to the pace. Sometimes you kind of just get bored because there's killing that happens and it slows down a lot and has Denzel just kind of sitting, watching, reading the newspaper. And then it goes back to killing a little bit again. And then, and sometimes the kills just never felt earned. Like there's a moment where he kills a group of guys and I'm like, I mean, yeah, sure. I get it. But like, you didn't even give them a chance. Like you didn't even have a conversation with them and say, Hey, step, step away from this moment. So it, it just felt a bit, uh, a, a bit of like a of an equalizer 2.5 and not a full equalizer 3 to me uh it's funny you mentioned that because i think when you look at the first equalizer there's a bit of a reluctance to roberts being called to action right he really we don't see him do anything of you know of equalizer-esque like superheroism in that first movie for a good chunk of the first act you don't see it you see him in the community you're you're introducing him to chloe grace moret's character building their relationship so when she doesn't show up at the diner you're you're getting that call to action for him you're learning about him working at the home mart and you know the community what he's doing helping that guy the security guard make weight so you're learning all about these different community communal aspects which has been a, a, something throughout all of the equalizer films um and I like that we get to see Denzel almost struggle with his morality of having to 
go back to this world that he left behind. It reminds me so much of that first John Wick, where that first John Wick, I, just like the first Equalizer, it's such like a call to action for both of them, where they have left this world behind. They are out, and now they're getting dragged back into it. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think they both came out in 2014. Right, we got Denzel and John Denzel and Keanu Reeves Equalizer and John Wick coming out in 2014. Shay, if you could check on that. 2014 it was John Wick, yeah. So I think Equalizer was and, that year as well. Yeah, so like we were, it's funny that they were both, you know, getting yeah. their first movies and then sequels in the same year this year. 2014, um, but in 2014, yeah. So uh, there was such like a, a, a reluctancy to his going back into this world so when you saw him committing those acts it was almost like he was just like had that built up into him for such a long time in the first movie and then the second movie it's a little bit uh it's a little bit slower but it's it's still all within that world and his connections from the past where this one it feels like he's a little bit more unhinged robert's enjoying this mission more he's enjoying having like this uh he kind of goes full denzel in some moments where he's coming out and he's just like laughing with his hands up and then he does this thing and takes people out um so it's that's where i was almost like struggling a little bit with like just the total balance between is this a guy who doesn't want to do this anymore or is this just who he is now and he enjoys you know taking people out for the greater good um and i think you know denzel does it fantastically and i think the action in this film is brutal but it's also really fun to watch but then you go back to that thought of like okay but does that really fit within the tone of this world and like what shabazz said because we're going into this movie where it just feels like we're thrown into it it really did feel like a moment where like okay we're going to rewind the clocks back we're going to see how we got it out of this impossible situation and then we're going to come back to here which i think would have been really really cool almost like a almost like the beginning of like mission impossible 3 or something right because that opening like, is so cool like uh, like you yeah. see all these bodies led to waste you're like oh i wonder how this happened and we just never yeah. find out and and that's and that's almost like the mystery of him doing those acts is almost more interesting than seeing him do it sometimes right because your mind fills in those gaps like of course like man if the if, if denzel had to do this to all these people they definitely deserved it Right. And starting with that perspective is interesting. But as the rest of the story goes and you're seeing how the CIA is involved and Dakota Fanning's character is involved, it's almost like she's in it enough to, you know, warrant, you know, her character, but she's also too big of a think of a recognizable face to be like, is there something more to your character or who you're working with? So you start trying to draw all these conclusions where it's mostly just a straightforward movie where it doesn't go to those extra, I guess, layers. It's just more of a straightforward story. So overall, like I did enjoy my time watching the movie, but there's definitely issues uh, within it. Anyone else want to jump in before we get to our final recommendations? Yeah, I, I think like like there's a lot of fun moments in the film, but the but the problem with the film is it's it doesn't leave a lingering effect on you. Whereas at the first one, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is really cool, and there's some great moments. This one has those moments; they're a little too few and far between. And then you kind of just walk out of the film like, okay, yeah, that was that was fine. Okay, now I have a question for you guys. Before again, before we get to our final recommendations, I want to know. Since, you know, I brought up John Wick, if John Wick and Robert from The Equalizer were locked in a room with one another, who's who's getting out alive? Who do you think is getting out alive? I think John Wick is getting out alive. I think John think Wick so, is had to, eh? John, because John Wick is had to kill assassins, whereas 
a lot of what the equalizer has done is just kill really defenseless people most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a lot of these dudes were like just hired guns or some of them were like, this is our, our first day on the job. Um, and then John Wick's like, this is the top assassin on the leaderboard. I'm going to kill yeah, this guy. I'm going for him. Yeah. Anthony, how about you? <laughs> uh, I, I think John Wick would win that fight. I just, as much as, you know, the equalizer is a professional in what he does, I just don't think he can go against the Baba Yaga. Like, he just can't. Like, there is no way. <laughs> it's true. I'm there with you guys. I'm there with you guys. It'd be fun to see, though. But it would be so fun to see, like, Denzel and, and Keanu team up in another movie. Absolutely. They were in a film earlier uh, in their careers together in the 90s. It was, uh, I think Kenneth Branagh directed it. Was it, it Glory? Was, uh, Shakespeare. No. no. I don't know. It wasn't Glory. That's was- with... Uh, that's that. That's not the one with Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yes. Morgan yes, Freeman, yeah. Yes. Uh, I forget what Shakespeare played. Much Ado About Nothing. That's the one. Much Ado About Nothing. Denzel and Keanu are in that one together. Yeah. But yeah. Go watch that one. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, let's get to our final recommendations. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off. I'm going to say add it to your queue. Unless you are an Equalizer head or you love the fandom of Equalizer, then definitely go watch this in the theater. But if you're not, definitely wait for it to come to a streaming service. It's one of those movies where it, I, I was saying to Shay, it's like a, it's a passer buyer film. It means yeah. like you just, if you see it on TV, you'll watch it and then you'll never go back to it. And maybe five years from now, you'll see it again on TV and you'll watch it again. But it's not yeah. something that is going to be part of your library. I, I don't believe it would be part of your life. It's just, it's not there yet. I think one day, like John Wick, I think for us is part of our library of, of movies that we would go to continuously. Maybe one day mm-hmm. another version of Equalizer could be that type of uh, film for us and for yeah. the rest of the, the world. I like that. I'm right there with you again, Anthony. I think this is one that you can, um, you know, add it to your queue. If you are an Equalizer fan, again, this is the third film in this franchise. So you know what you're going in for. If you are on board for the first one and the second one, there's no doubt you're going to go watch this one in theaters. And I think there's a lot there if you've loved the series so far. But if you're just starting to get into this world, yeah, you know, add it to your queue. Check it out once it comes to streaming um, and you'll find some enjoyment in it. Shabazz. Take us home. Yeah, I think with, with the Equalizer, you know, it, it relies on the charm of Denzel Washington. I think he he's so fantastic whenever he's just kind of playing the character. Uh, and in this one, you don't get to see him kind of do it too much. He's, he's more stoic for some reason. He's a lot more quiet. And then he just start, starts to kill. And for that reason, it didn't linger long enough. Whereas the first one, I think, is great. Second one, I don't think really hit it on the mark for me either. This one. Uh, better than the second one, but still not enough that it can really replace what the first one did. So for that reason as well, I will say add it to your queue. Um, I think down the road, like Anthony's saying, you're watching TV or you're on TBS. You still have cable for some reason. It's on. You may just watch the whole thing. Yeah. It's, uh, I was about to ask you, I'm like, yeah, because our uh, my ranking would probably be one, three, two. So I feel like that's kind of across the board what... All of our rankings mm-hmm. would be Anthony. Um, are we on, on base there for you too? Sure, sure. Like again, I haven't watched the second one, but um, I would say one, three, two as well because two is <laughs> not the one I said. By yes. default, by default, by yeah. default, yeah. One, three, two. I ha- it has to be. It has to be. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching the movie podcast review of the Equalizer Three. Of course, it is in theaters on September first, and I want to say thank you to our friends at Sony Pictures Canada for inviting us to watch the film. And do some interviews, which will be out on the movie podcast feed very, very soon. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at the movie podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe 
And please join our Discord. We're having such great conversations in there. We have new people joining every single day, and we're building such a great community of movie lovers, of music lovers, of video game lovers, of just lovers of entertainment. You don't want to miss it. We're having a great time. Our show notes have all of the links that you need to know with everything going on here on the movie podcast. And of course, there's so much more to look forward to. We have TIFF coming up. So much on our plates, but we have lots of fun news to share very, very soon. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.